<laughs> Welcome back from an epic weekend of Call of Duty and an epic weekend of Matt not watching Call of Duty. <laughs> Motherfucker went camping. <laughs> yeah. During no. the biggest event. Not of the year. The biggest event ever. There was a yeah. point. There was a point where COD on Twitch had more viewers than fucking Fortnite. And I was like, what? We back, baby. And yeah. uh, you know, I know. Cod, super dude, old. Dude, so I feel bad about it, dude, because like, I would have told my family to eat it. Dick, I'm not missing champs. Okay, well, and you also do a podcast talking about Call of Duty. Yeah, and I love how we started this for weeks, this reason weeks before I go, I go camping. So I'm like, fantastic. Well, yeah, hey, we get like two in, and then gonna make like, fucking sacrifices, bro. Get two in, and then fucking bust out of here. But um. I mean, I still came in on Sunday and saw the finale, so at least I saw that. Where, where, when did you come home? Like, what did you see live? What did I see live? Like, was it grand uh, finals already, or did you see? No, I saw day one because day one was Wednesday. I was still here. Yeah. And then I missed Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yep. And then most of Sunday, I just saw. Was the was there more than just the finale on Sunday? Yeah. Okay. Then the, the losers and then losers finals. And or losers, winners finals, and losers finals, and then grand finals. So there was still a losers bracket match between Hundred Thieves and E6 or somebody. Yeah. And then Units played another team while Optic played United. So like Bravo and Alpha streams for the first two matches were going simultaneous. Yeah. And then for losers fin like losers finals and grand finals, it there was only one stream. Okay. But yeah, yeah. So by the time I come home, I was watching EU versus Hunter Thieves, and I got to watch the whole thing. Yeah, I just missed like Maven's talk in the beginning. But yeah. as soon as I logged into Twitch, it was You're like, like round one. Here we go. I was like, let's go. Oh snap! Here yeah. we go, dude, so. dude. I don't want to be the one that says it. And like you know, it's not like it was bold. Those are both the teams that I picked. Yeah, I mean, you're you're. Um, my your pick brain, was 100 Thieves. Your brain said 100 Thieves. And my heart said United. And your heart said yeah. United. And they're both in the fucking finals. Yeah. You mean, I mean, I love when that shit kind of works out because, like, you looked at the pools. We looked at the pools last time. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, I mean, e, uh, 100 Thieves has the, most promise, has the most promise. All the hosts were saying, most likely 100 Thieves. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we'll see how this goes. And then to come back on Sunday and be like, 100 Thieves in the final. Bro, I was like, while it was like when uh, <laughs> when Optic was playing EU in winners finals, part of me was cheering for Optic. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, this would be pretty sweet because this is the last champs. I was like, this is gonna be pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. If Optic could win it, Damon could have four rings. I was like, this would be fucking insane. Fucking Tom Brady, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is insane. And uh, <clears throat> and while I was watching, um, like map one. Optic shit on E United, like they shit on, them. and then E United just came right back and just shit on them three maps in a row, and I was like, oh fuck! And the minute I realized Optic was gonna lose the series, I was like, okay, I gotta make a fucking crazy prediction right now. So I was talking to my friends while I was watching, and I was like, yo, check this shit out, boys, and they're like, E United's winning champs. I'm like, well. That's probably the easiest thing to say because they came out of winner's bracket. Yeah. They have to win one best of five. Whoever comes out of losers has to win two. It's just 
it's so fucking hard to take two series off of like people that are that confident at the time like especially good luck especially going off having to do two pretty much doing two finals before you go to that final because yeah. you're doing the final of the losers right yeah they go to the losers finals then they got to go to grand final series one win that and then win grand final series two which man it takes a special team to do that shit yeah but when when optic was losing like when i knew it was done i was like all right boys now just hear me out i know you guys are gonna be like nah you're fucking stupid man united's gonna win i was like no i understand that 100 thieves is winning champs they're like nah you're fucking crazy this was before 100 thieves even played optic yeah and i was like this is what's gonna happen 100 thieves is facing optic in the in loser finals we all know 100 thieves has always had optics number and not only have they had optics number they have optic coming off of a loss yeah so there's a morale impact optics on that never been a bounce back team they like optic is fantastic until they lose when stuff is all going the like when stuff's going their way dude you can't fucking stop that team but like with a little bit of adversity they they start to crumble a little bit not taking not talking shit but like we've seen it yeah just it, it's very rare that they make like they have done it but it's very rare where they they've done the resurgence and come back mm-hmm. so i was like now here's and i made fucking map predictions to my friends i was like yo here's what's gonna happen 100 thieves playing optic and 100 Thieves 3 owing them. And all my friends are like, you fucking crazy, dude. Optic's going to beat them. <laughs> and then they're going to go play United again. I'm like, no, no, no. Optic's going to get... Not, they're not even going to, like... Like, they're going to get fucking smoked 3-0. It's going to be bad. And my friend's like, nah. And then I was like, and then here's what's going to happen. 100 Thieves is going to go into Series 1, win 3-1, and then Series 2, and then, like, I, I, my brain went, Series 2 is going to be a 3-0. If they win 3-1 in first series, they're going to 3-0 in second series. But then I was like, you know what? Nah, fuck that. It's gonna go game five, round eleven. That's what I told my friends, yeah. and they're like, "There's no fucking way." And in my head, I was like, "Probably not gonna happen." But if this did happen, like that's that was best case scenario for me. I was like, "How fucking crazy would it be to like go down, shit on Optic, go up, shit on the United three or whatever, close games three one, and then shit on them second bra- uh, second series would be insane." It would be but crazy, yeah. It would be even fucking crazier if they shit on them first series 3-1 and then it was a super tight second series and it went to <laughs> round fucking 11. I was like that would be, that'd be like mo- that's my dream. That'd be movie material. Yeah, I was like this would be my fucking dream and then just like for for the story, whoever stepped up in round 11 would have been fucking insane. Yeah. But that didn't happen in the United handled business wasn't fucking easy though no like, it, it was so fucking close that man. yeah that 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 <laughs> that first series between eu and heart thieves was just so bizarre to me like <laughs> it, eu it was a little EU, bit strange eu was losing to 100 thieves in the first snd map yeah and then uh they took the first hardpoint map and I think I, I think th- hundred thieves did hundred thieves win the first one. I think hundred thieves won up one. Hundred thieves won the first S and D. No, they won up. They won map one, which was hard point. Right. Sorry. So they, they won. They hard won point, map one. Then they won the S and D. No, they won they, one. They won one S and D against no, them. I don't think so. I thought they did. I don't think so, Doug. Go scroll down on the bracket there. I'm pretty sure hundred thieves beat them in game one, and I was like, "Fucking here we go." Oh, this is a terrible sight. 
Oh, it was 3-2. Shit, dude, why did I think it was 3-1? I've been talking so much shit about 3-1. Um, yeah, no, it didn't. Yeah, it went game five. What the fuck am I saying? Yeah, no, you're right. They won the SD. Yeah. Did they go up 2-0? They went up 2-0. I think they had to have gone up 2-0 because they that's won right. they won the first S and D map. That's what I remember. Dude, yeah, that's right. Now now it's coming back to me. Um <coughs> because, and I remember this because my friend and I were talking about the controls and how they played out in competitive. Yeah. And uh I think that was yeah, Hundred Thieves invested like fucking everything to try to close out control and ended up fucking losing it. That's what happened in control. Yes. Round three of control, they invested literally everything. everything. Oh my god, it's all coming Drop, back to me now. Dropped Sorry. all their supers, dropped fucking uh Bro. Dropped the fucking Thunder Strike. They were up two fucking oh. Yeah, now it's coming back. I, I remember because yeah. now I remember watching. Because they were gonna fucking 3 0 them. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my god. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, they went they went up 2-0, and then they went up 2-0 in control or 2-1 in control. What no, it's 2-0. 2-0. They were fucking smoking them on frequency. Yeah. And I was watching because B was the last thing that needed to be capped, and 100 Thieves was fucking close. Like, so fucking close. And I was like, it's happening. 100 Thieves is gonna fucking 3 And then, like, man, good luck bouncing back on a second set after you get fucking 3-0'd. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. But it came down to the fucking wire. 100 Thieves had the advantage, and then... I think it was like five five on lives or some shit. What from what I remember, they were on from B. What you what? From what I remember. Okay, gotcha. They were on B. Kenny had fucking streaks. He They called streaks he to calls, back them off. To back them off. Doesn't get anybody. No, but then they flood in and get control of the point and then the other guys they know no, they have were, to come out of pipes. Already or in the mid. Mid. Yeah, but they have to go mid or have to come pipes. Yes. So they just have to watch two seconds. I was saying Hundred Thieves was already in position. Yeah, and they were holding that position for at least 10-15 seconds with just their guns and like yeah. a part of me wishes that they would have held off just a little bit longer Bro. like I realized the pressure there's no way you're gonna tell a guy hey listen chill out even though you're about to throw all these motherfuckers Here, here's, here's what happened they th Kenny w played it perfectly they used streaks got them off the hill took control of the hill and they're starting to the, the build the fucking their capture point or whatever, right? And so, E United has to contest. Otherwise, they lose the fucking game, they lose the series, and then they go to a second set, which, you know, whatever, mental reset, but like, then the pressure's fucking really on. Because yeah. like, you have to win at that point. And I remember, I think uh, Octane pulled out Tempest, or somebody pulled out their, their special. And I was like, this is fucking it. This, like, it's happening. All hundred thieves need to do is stack the site, and then like all the like it started to be mad fucking crazy because uh, United's flooding because they need to contest the time yeah. to stop the progression, and they're flooding and all the trades are happening and it comes down to Slasher, and he's not in hill, and he has his war machine out, bro. Now specials are very important and they can fucking sway the game. But when you already have people using their shit, you don't like you don't need to use yours, even if you fucking have it. Yeah. Unless the time calls for it, bro. If slashers stacked the hill with the front players, they win. 
It was that fucking close. Yeah. If Slasher literally kept, keeps his Maddox out and just stands in B. Because he came down to one, one-on-one and he got rushed and he had a fucking war machine in his hand. If he fucking kept his gun out, yeah. they would have forced second set. But they lost game, around five of fucking control. Because that started the comeback. Yeah. They fucking they used everything to win that fucking round. Fucking lost. Had nothing. E United was art like they were slower to build up their specialists. So they're gonna get them all in round four. Yeah. They got them all in round four. Didn't fucking need them because they were shitting on them. And then raped them in round five. Rape's not a good word, but yeah. Yeah. I, sorry. <laughs> that might have to get muted. Yeah. But yeah, they shit on them in round five. And then yeah. Hard point comes, lose a hard point, and then it's scary. And then you're in game five SND when your back's against the fucking wall. And yeah, it, when they didn't lose, when they lost that control, I'm like, the hard point is where they need to win. Yeah. Because they're not. Bro, you cannot play Arsenal SND against Simp. No. I don't give a fuck what you have to do to not, like, play your worst map. Don't give Simp his best map. Yeah. You're fucked. The snipes he hits on Arsenal are fucking stupid. Well, they were winning bracket, right? So they ha- they they got to pick the last map. But you can veto, so like you get to ban a fucking map, ban Arsenal SND. I don't care how bad you are at any other fucking search, ban Arsenal. Otherwise, Simp's gonna shit on you. And look what fucking happened. Simp was. Dude, Simp put on Simp a, is a freak. fucking show on Arsenal. Okay, what is it about Simp? Why does he look so much like Shroud? Because they're the same person. I feel like morphed. Did Shroud make a mini me? Maybe. And now it's Simp. They do kind of look alike. They look a little alike. Yeah. And do. it kind of freaks me out. Like, I'll now start to think like, if you look like that, are you like naturally des- better? Did naturally video better at video games? Like, is there something about their eyes know, that dude. like? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, no, dude, fucking Simp, man. Man, that. I mean, congrats to them because they're fucking monsters. Dude. And just the fanboy me was like. Just just learned about 100 Thieves in fucking March. Really starting to like them. And then I see him <laughs> in fucking Champs. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Here we go. And then, I mean, I had I had a little bit of Wi-Fi access on at the camp. Yeah. So I was seeing the results. And I was like, Bro, oh my god. The, and then, yeah. One of the most fucked up parts about that, like, yeah. 100 Thieves EU was an insane final. 100 Thieves started in losers round one. So remember when we were breaking down the bracket and I said the yeah. loser of these first matches starts the loser bracket? They lost to LG in that first match and started like and then you saw like you watch or I made I made you watch the phase 100 thieves. Yeah, you asked me to loser, watch that before the stream here and like loser holy. goes home. Yeah. Phase is up 2-0 in the series and up 2-0 in control and then up 7-2 in lives in that fucking round okay bro that's seven that's like what exactly the fuck? priesta clutching that melee in the fucking sushi bro if priest it won if enable doesn't have a good game three so one enable taking all the shit all year steps up when they need him fucking most and then priesta who's been the fucking man all year struggles a little bit against phase and then in game three at the last Literally the last possible se- there last was like, possible second. There was like this much fucking yeah. capture thing needed for fucking uh hundred thieves at that point. A, a bee's dick as I refer to L- it. Literally, like 
I was like, holy shit, 100 Thieves is about to be out of this tournament in Losers Round 2. Yeah. I was like, this is... Or no, Losers Round 1. Losers Round 1. Losers Round... I was like, 100 Thieves, the favorites to win, are about to be out in Losers 1. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I was mad just re-watching that even the, even with me knowing that they went to the finals yeah me watching like, that was like really what is hundred thieves doing how they how they get from there to here and literally if priesta doesn't get the fucking melee one shot punch the one, one shot, punch. shot punch got you second place at champs yeah because then like crowder told hundred thieves like they did an interview and like i don't remember who said it but they were interviewing hundred thieves and they were like yeah dude crowder just said like hey you guys are fucking here now just fucking run at people like like don't be scared to lose just fucking go and they just started running through losers bracket like 3-1 3-0 3-1 3-0 that phase one and like they did not look like themselves against lg or phase like they got shitted Kid. and then yeah man i want to talk about something here too is because i noticed day one 100 thieves one match eu two matches Phase two matches, optic two matches. They all got to fight twice. On day one. On day one. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they were able to fight twice. Maybe not EU, but a lot of the top I'm contenders. Sure, I'm pretty sure all of them had one match on one match Wednesday, one match Thursday, and then two matches Friday, and then that's when it ended. No, some teams got to compete twice, and 100 Thieves only had one match, and it was fucking early in the morning, and that was it. Yeah okay so and and you and i heard octane talk about it too he's like yeah you know i wish we would have got more rounds in day one because i felt rusty going in day two yeah and well, I think, you know they, they can scrim in the back though like that's on him yeah. a little bit too but like i get that wanting to be in the pressure more yeah like i feel like almost all the pro teams were a little bit sluggish on day one like i don't know if if the pro teams were sluggish or if the AM teams came in with the, the fuck it attitude and just said, you know what, dude? These guys don't know what we do. Like, we might not win, but let's just throw shit at them and okay. just see what happens. If we were to title day one, day one would be the invasion of the AMPs. Because yeah. it was the AMPs did... <laughs> like... Open bracket team is what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, technically not pro. So you're not top 16, technically not a pro, which yeah. is kind of bullshit, but it's... You know, because there's some pro players in the AM scene. Yeah, pro whatever. players that are on those AM teams. Yeah, but there was AM teams that, like, nobody gave a fucking chance to. No. That were like, wait. Okay, should we talk about the elephant known as Genji? Dude. What the fuck happened there? <laughs> they lost to Fuego? <laughs> they lost to and El War. They, okay, listen. And Isis. I voted for El Fuego as a joke because I loved their team. Yeah, name? the team name's hilarious. The team name was hilarious. Yeah. To go to my Twitter Wednesday afternoon and be yeah. like, Genji lost to fucking El Bueno Nacho. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Really? Did, like And I made... watched that and I watched that match. That was struggle city oh, for no, Genji. Like El Fuego was, was that, that was Wednesday. They were out on Wednesday. So yeah, Gen G played twice on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, so you're right. Yeah, a lot of teams probably played twice. So El Fuego, I'm gonna call him El Fuego because uh, that's all just, right, dude. so El Fuego goes up against Gen G. I watched all five maps of them fighting this AM team. 
and El Fuego just kept on coming. Dude, I'll be honest, dude, Genji looked like shit. And like, I, I don't know. What I mean, it was. We, you talked about Genji choking in the final. Yeah, dude, dude, choking in the final. I did not think it was even possible for them to not like. I could be like, if they lost to E6, I'd been like, okay, like that's a little bit of an upset, but whatever. And they come out second to come last in your pool and be eliminated from the biggest tournament when you are the Number second two. best team all year. All year. They were the second best team all year, and the the like the best team was traded out by multiple teams. Yeah. Boy, there was 100 Thieves, E United. Those are the probably most, your top They were the most consistent team. They are the most consistent second place finisher. Like, that's probably their average placing until, you know. Until. Whatever play. That's, what, 36th? You're fucking last. You're last. You're fucking last, bro. You're last. You go from being the second best team, and not only that, dude, they sent United to a second set in the last grand finals. Yeah. Like three weeks prior to this. And then they come here and lose to fucking everybody. I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's that altitude. I told you about it last. <laughs> told you about it last podcast, and it fucked up the Gen G guys. Maybe no. Well, they man, went from Miami all the way to LA, and they didn't know what to do. I like Gen G. They must have not been playing at their top because when they're playing against El Fuego, it looked like two very balanced teams competing against each other. But then it was weird. But then I'm like, okay, maybe Fuego is just that good. But then I saw Gen G versus Team War. Oh my god, I don't think And I've War's seen... a better M team than Fuego. Yeah, I don't think I've seen anybody get bullied bullied like that since elementary school. <laughs> team War was brutal against well, Genji. I mean, hey. Rude. Straight up rude. Like yeah. minus the taunting, just how dominant they were. And like they had a pretty consistent strategy. Somehow, Team War was able to come into almost every scenario up one guy. They were never in Just 1v1s. Winning the they, were they were always in 2v1s or 3v2s. They were almost never in 1v1s. And I don't know how the hell their strategy worked that way, but it was impressive to watch from a, a person with basic knowledge of the game. Watching that team somehow be able to make all the plays as groups of two and still maintain zones yeah because i'd imagine there's some scenarios where you need at least three or four guys in that zone just to maintain it mm -hmm. but to be able to have like two guys scouting while you have three guys in your zone was just phenomenal bro, bro it really didn't make sense the, the whole tournament didn't make sense this whole tournament was the most interesting but also confusing it like there was watch. There's certain patterns that have happened over the year. Like one thing I noticed early in the year with control with the pro teams, uh, even competing like like trying to play the world league thing. If you play control, and you go up 2-0, and you don't win that third round, you lose the fucking map. Like it, it's weird how it worked out, but like that that happens so many times. Like even to me in world league. Yeah. We would go up 2-0. And try to close out the third round, lose the third round, we end up losing 3-2 in the control. And I'm like, what the fuck is it about controls where you're up 2-0 and you lose? And then I started realizing, dude, if you're dominating that early, you're going to get your specialists quicker. And if you don't throw everything early because the other teammate, like the other team, isn't going to have their shit. So if you don't close out round three and you invest some stuff and then fail to close, 
they're going to get all their shit in round four, and they're going to use it all because they're backs against the wall. And then round five, it's clean slate, and they have momentum. And that was the case for most of it, except in the fucking grand finals. Or no. No, it was the Opt Optic United control. Yeah. That was the only time where control didn't do the traditional thing. Normally, it's either 3-0 or fucking 3-2. It's very rare to see 3-1s in control. And I think it was the Optic United series. You th saw a 3-1 control where Optic went up 2-0, and I think they failed to close the third, but then won the fourth. And I was like, wait, what? But for the most part, dude, that's a, that's a pattern that I noticed, that you either 3-0 or control, or you lose 3-2. Okay. Uh, just going a quick tangent here, because I'm just noticing this, and maybe you know, some, you know something that I don't. I watched, so like, every fucking match. 100 Thieves yeah. got the top of their pool. Yeah. Why did they end up in the loser's bracket in the beginning? They didn't. They played LG in winner's round one and lost to LG in winner's round one, which puts you in loser's round one. Oh, I'm missing this. Oh, that's where I'm missing it. Okay, there you go. Sorry, guys. I'm just looking online here. Yeah, they got uh, bullied. 3-1. That's, you know, for 100 Thieves to get 3-1 by LG... I mean, LG looked great. Like, Formal was playing out of his fucking mind, but, like... Yeah, but look how far they went. Well, I mean, dude, but Wreck also was shitting. Wreck was dumb. Dude, Wreck beat FaZe. Yes. But, like... Wreck beat LG. Dude, like, Wreck is fucking good, man. Dylan is disgusting. Like, if... Dude, if Simp wasn't Simp, Dylan would be Simp. Except for the, like, minus the sniping and S&D. But Dylan with the SOG. It, 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 fucking glitch on the map. Like, you can't kill yeah. him. <laughs> like, if he's playing poorly you're and you're barely winning, you're in trouble. Because the minute he steps up, he's shitting on you. And yeah. like, you're losing. And that happened. That happened last tournament. Like, there was a map, uh, I don't remember, but in playoffs... Where it, at the end of control, or no, is it at the end of hardpoint or control? One of the respawn maps. He was like sitting barely even, and then he went on like a 24 and 2 spree. And like won the fucking map for Wreck by himself. Yeah. And yeah, dude, Wreck came out, played fantastic. EU played fantastic. People are, gave them shit because they, they had an easier bracket than uh, some of the other teams, but. You know, say what you fucking want. They still had to play. Yeah. They ran into Optic, and they ran into Hundred Thieves. Like they had to play good fucking teams. No, hundred percent. Both. And they fucking had both it. EU and Hundred Thieves beat uh, legit teams. Hundred Thieves. Like that might be the craziest losers bracket run there will ever see. Yeah. Especially to be down as like to be as low. As you can be. Where, where they came back from. So they were on yeah. an all-time high, play winners round one, lose, and they go, oh shit, our tournament. Like, our tournament just got hard, if not impossible. Like, very hard, if not impossible. Well, see, yeah. I and mean, then they go, losers one, play phase, go down 0-2, 0-2 in control. But what, what, do you, what do you even do there if you're Crowder, if you're the coach for 100 Thieves? Because, like... Hey, guys, what we're doing is not fucking working. Do anything else. No, but I mean, like, in that, I'd have to watch that LG match, but, like... I made a note to watch it, and I never did. It's just, I want to know, did they look rusty? Did they look like they're not awake? 
because I wonder if it was that if that was a factor because like to do what they did in the losers bracket and then to look at how they got eliminated from the winners bracket I just shake my head it's weird Dude, it was the whole tournament was weird. That's why I was mad that you fucking missed it. I would get it if they got like knocked by literally anybody else. If they got knocked out by Wreck or EU and then met them again in the final, yeah. I'd be like, okay, that makes sense to me. It's, it's very strange that they lose to LG of all teams. Yeah, I agree. Like, did they get too cocky? Did they think they were gonna win and they didn't? I honestly don't know because they're like. Early on in, in like Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I was trying to watch the squad stream, but there was so many fucking streams, so many games happening. I was like, holy yeah. shit. Literally that Wednesday, I was trying to watch too, and I just kept switching to screens that didn't have hosts talking. Yeah. I was, I was literally like, like, I just need to see matches. I just need to see matches. Yeah. But, uh... But holy fuck, what a tournament, man. Hats off to Simp. Yeah. Hands down, MVP. Congratulations, EU. I mean, uh, yeah. you guys have grinded it out. Man, the... dude, I talked about it last last time we were here. Clay didn't fucking cry, though. No. I wanted to see him cry. Because want... he's the funniest looking cry. Like, not talking shit, but like, when he happy cries, he was... I love it, dude. I think Courage is trying to make him cry. Dude, he sh like, man. By the way, I was actually surprised to see Courage in the final, uh, to be there hosting. He did that last year. He just introduced the finals. Yeah. He, you know, did nothing else. <coughs> Okay, I wanted to talk. We we're talking about this a little bit before the podcast. I'm like, okay, I gotta cut you off beforehand. Yeah, sorry, dude. Uh, how mad do you think Courage was? Or you, at least you gotta expect him to be a little annoyed. Like he's probably thinking, "Man, I get to like, I get uh, there's there might be an opportunity here where I get to be like, yo, what's up, boys? Congratulations on being champs, hundred thieves.' You know, like." There could have been that seat, that moment, and with EU winning, do you think Courage had like a little bitter taste to in his mouth? I don't think so. I don't think so because one, Kurt, like Jack doesn't follow the COD scene as much, and two, like all the dudes on EU he knows and he's friends with too. Yeah, like he's been good buddies with Clay, and like when Jack, like Jack would play the S and D tourneys and stuff in COD, even though he wasn't like never wanted to compete, so he already knew Simp. He knew about Ibizi, and the twins were yeah, already winning. I mean, he seemed pretty excited fans. regardless. Yeah, so, he's just like he's happy to see. That's just the fucked up part of me in my head, where I'm like, oh man, if I was like, especially being on a hundred thieves, it would have been funnier. It would have been cool. Yeah, it would have been funnier if Simp or someone else on EU made a, a small little jab. <laughs> you know, just a little like, bit. Yeah, you should have joined EU United. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> like he's a creator. Like, he's a creator. The, the tournament scene doesn't matter, but. Yeah, no, that was funny. Actually, I think <laughs> Doctor Disrespect's cameo was even funnier than Courage's. So, like, I, I like Doc. The limo scene, yes, that's standard Doc funny. Yeah. But then the part that really killed me was when they went to go check out Doc's uh, stats, and he yeah. has like infinite, yeah, S and D, infinite S and D ratio, like a five point three six hard pointed, <laughs> and like a six point two. Uh, Hardpoint KD or something it like was, that. Yeah, dude. It was funny. They were funny. That, the, literally the whole show, like, that's how, that's how this shit should be ran. That that event was fucking brilliant. Yeah, they down did. to like every single aspect. Like nothing was, like nothing was out of place. Nothing felt weird. Like I thought, like I mean, matches being good definitely helps, but like. Man, it was it was so good. I'm sad you missed. It. So sad. I saw what I could. I know, but like, 
but because uh, like not only was the whole thing great but like you could go back so far you could go to winner's round two and like the first match winner's round two eu eg like how different this tournament could have ended Dude, up let's talk about so eu versus early. eg because i literally just watched that with you before the podcast yeah. started so, like there's like and that that, that match, was fucking bonkers that match was crazy um phase hundred thieves was obviously crazy which could have completely changed the whole tournament right off the beginning yeah EU versus eg very early and then um what was the fucking other one i said shit well phase and 100 thieves that no, it, was a, it was a wreck game where is wreck 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 right here wreck, wreck lg wreck LG. dude literally those three series could have changed the whole scope could have completely tournament. changed like, the tournament like okay i didn't watch the wreck lg where do you want to start pick one of those three dude okay uh let's start with eu versus eg literally could have six seconds could have determined the entire fucking tournament um eg was six seconds away from possibly from three, being champions from three winning the people who won the fucking tournament yeah six fucking seconds six seconds it was 244 to 186 no or something less than that it was like 168 or sorry 168 you got that yeah. dude my number dyslexia kicked in no 168 they needed fucking what is that 82 points to yeah. their six so they got they got the hard point lost the last six seconds of their current hard point then it rotated to united needed to push them on gun hill because they would have won off that hill yeah and then it rotates to trophy which somehow eg failed to break even one time yeah and then it's going to rotate back and then it's going to go back to first it's going to rotate back mid. to mid now so, like eg ends up just pushing uh trophy room way too long now i get it though because they know e united has to hold this because they own they need so little time yeah whereas normally like teams will like if it's a big rotation teams will rotate like 15 seconds off a hill to try to make it to the next one and fight there and right. they'll leave those 15 seconds for whatever that is a common strategy but they could not do that but to your point i'm just as shocked as you are after watching that that eg never made that move why eg didn't push for mid early is because well, that's the thing is eu e united needs to hold trophy the whole thing they need to hold the whole thing and win the rotation to mid so what eg was thinking is let's throw our lives at trophy because they need to rotate because they can't win off this hill we fucking can't so they want to throw as many fucking tries Just keep it contested so that they can't win so that they have to keep as many guys in trophy as they possibly can to fuck because they need six fucking seconds if you break in with 10 seconds left when most teams would have rotated you win the game which is, it, it, I'll be honest, is very smart to throw your lives at the last hill. How, that being said, if you've gone through 30 seconds of this hill and not even touched getting it. zero, like zero glimpses of hope, not, to even, get in, not even contesting. Yeah, not even getting in, like they get in a contest dead instantly. Bro, just fucking go to mid. Just fucking go to mid one time. Why did they like they committed and hold the door? And they committed all five players 
to the trophy room. Why one wasn't rotating to mid? They could have had a guy fuck off to gun. Yeah. And and like the other guys could have been like, yo, we're just going to keep throwing lives at trophy to make it look like we're trying. One guy could have fucked off to gun, sat in window, waited for the rotation, beamed all the people out of there, waited for the other guys to come off spawn to pinch yeah. them, and then just sat in fucking hell for six seconds. They failed to get even one second of hill time until the fucking like last two seconds yeah they got two seconds of fucking hill time at the last hill i think or some shit like that because i think they finished with 246 yeah bro think of how fucking different that tournament would have been if united's in losers right away i'm not gonna say they didn't. where would they have fallen they uh, would have played team war or no that was if that's e6 they would have went and played elevate they would have played uh EU would have played... EU would have played Elevate at the bottom there. Yeah, Elevate. They would have played Elevate, and then they would have ran into a hundred thieves in fucking Losers 3. Good yeah. fucking luck. Good fucking luck being a hundred thieves on that, on that Losers bracket run. They were on that... And then they would have ran into fucking Wreck. Yeah. Good fucking luck. <laughs> like, they would have had to grind to get there. And who fucking knows? Because, like, E United is streaky. If Clay and Pristini have slow games, E United's been notorious for struggling. Because Simp and Abizi are going to go off. RCDs is very consistent. If they would have lost, they would have had, they would have had to go through Elevate. They would have got through Elevate easy. Okay, they would have gone through 100 Thieves, Wreck, and still have to play, possibly play either Optic Gaming or Units. Well, no, because if EG goes on, EG's probably beating units. EG's probably beating units? EG's probably beating units. Is EG going to beat Optic Gaming? No. Okay, so then they would have to get they would have to have a rematch with them before they could face Optic in they the final. They would have to play the team that beat them already yeah. in, in, the late, in a later spot in Losers. So you have the confidence, if you're EG, knowing you can beat them already. Yeah. No, that would have that, that been then just Optics, as hard. Optic's a guaranteed grand final performance at, out of winners. If, if EU doesn't play Optic in winners, Optic goes to grand finals in winners because they're not fucking losing to Dude, EG. I'm telling you right now, this match, 100 Thieves and LG, and this match, EU and EG. Yeah. If, if those two matches would have gone reversed... Completely different tournament. Completely different tournament. And you probably would have seen 100 Thieves on top. You probably would have saw 100 Thieves Optic Gaming Final. Yeah. I think that's kind of where, like... As I saw Optic play, and I was like, holy shit, Optic is a lot better than they were before. I was like, man, I think it might be an Optic 100 Thieves final. But 100 Thieves has, has had Optic's number so many times that I was like, 100 Thieves is like, it, like you know, 100 Thieves might fucking do this shit. And they were in Losers 1. <laughs> I was yeah. fucking freaking out, dude. So, EG, six seconds away from being champion. Can't just fucking Can't rotate. close it. Apathy played like an absolute god in that series. How the fuck they lost makes no sense, man. How Cap didn't go, hey boys, we need six fucking seconds. You said that's like their most intelligent player. Dude, Cap is a vet. Like, Cap is the vet. One of the smartest guys there is. Team lead, like a team leader. That's why he got, like, they had problems on E United. Because Clay wants to be a team leader. Cap wants to be a team leader. So they were like, Constantly bumping heads. heads. Constantly. So then E United, you know, Cap wanted to get Clay off the team, and then Clay wanted to get Cap off the team. And then, you know, 
having that match in Winners 2 was fucking insane because you had Cap, who, playing against his old team, you know, he wants to fucking beat him. And then Apathy was playing that like... That makes an sense, and I bet you that's why they gun. performed as well as they did. Yeah. Because EU probably didn't change their strategies that much. No. EU went into that series knowing they should win. Yeah. And, like, going off of previous results and everything, you would pick EU to win that series. But EG going up 2-0? Yeah. Or maybe, was it 2-0? No, they lost the S&D, I think. But what, whatever. Like, they go up and have the potential to out-EU. I think they got 2-1 and then EU pulled in the 3-2. Like... <coughs> ah. Yeah. And then... Like, uh, Wreck versus LG. I'll let you talk about it because I missed it. But what I, was... I honestly don't remember. That's how fucking it. Like I'm pretty sure. Actually, no, I do remember. Um, LG went up 2-0. Okay. And it got reverse swept by Wreck. Wow. And I don't like. I remember shit happening. But I don't remember this series that well just because I watch so fucking much. Yeah. I watched so much COD this weekend. My brain just mushed like, it like, all I can't together. fucking remember. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, who else did you want to talk about? I mean, we can talk about the phase 100 Thieves match in round one of Losers Bracket. Holy shit. How different the tournament would have been if, uh, if phase goes. Who fucking knows what happens if phase goes on that run? Okay, but like. I mean, we talked about it too with Priesta, but okay, what would have been a more bigger, what was a more bigger upset? EG not closing the six seconds or fucking Priesta getting in the melee on FaZe and resulting in FaZe's loss? Uh, 100 Thieves versus FaZe is, yeah. is the crazier one. One, because it's two. Two versus seven. It's two, like, it's two favorites to win the game. Yeah. Oh, two favorites. Okay, yeah, or they're... two favorites to win the the like they're two contenders. Yeah, they're not maybe not favorites, but like hundred thieves is definitely a favorite to win. I thought you were talking about the lives remaining. No, 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 no. Two top contenders in the game met in losers one. Yeah, with a, like a loser has to go home, and then hundred thieves. Loser goes home top sixteen. Yeah, a hundred thieves comes in. Like everybody's like okay, like this is like hundred thieves been so disgusting for the like the past two-thirds of this year that like are they the team like we already saw gen g like there's always been a team at champs that chokes yeah gen g left on wednesday gen g gen g, they gen opened, g didn't see thursday they opened the doors i don't think gen g even unfinished unpacking bro no they went home no someone was playing with a broken control like i don't know dude i don't know what the fuck happened but like so then everybody was like okay that was that's the team that's the team that gets eliminated early that should have went far. Yeah. And then a hundred thieves loses to LG and winners won, and we're like, wait, what's about to happen? And then the way the bracket works, FaZe lost to Wreck in Losers One, and we're like, oh shit. FaZe is playing 100 Thieves, Losers going home. Right and on. then FaZe somehow nobody I, I guarantee you nobody gave them the chance to win that fucking match. They go up 2-0 in the series and are up 2-0 in control and up 7-2 on lives in the third round. Yeah. 
and everybody's like, Hundred Thieves is going home. This is it. Hundred Thieves is gone. Yeah, literally, Maven said it. Hundred Thieves is going home. Hundred Thieves is going home. Yeah. Two people left. Two people left. And Priesta, the fucking god. I don't like. I don't know. I don't get it. No, there were so many things. I can't remember who from Phase, but someone uh, dropped the. Uh, Grabs. Dropped the dropped the gravity slam. Grab slam is Priesta. On in the sushi, but didn't get anybody. Because enabled enabled died outside. Okay. Did he choke grab and and fuck it up? He, I don't remember. He got hit marker, but he didn't get a kill. Okay. Because I saw the three, I saw the grab slam. It still showed three. Yeah. Then enabled died outside. Okay. And then it was. Uh, fuck. I think it was Priest and Oct or Priest and Octane. Might have been Priest and Octane because Octane's always in the fucking back. Yeah, he. I think and he then, was. He was like back milk trying to get his cross and shit. Yeah. And then uh, two people. Two people. Fucking push Priest and he kills both. Like he guns the first, like wins his one v one with the guy who pushes, and wait, and there's another guy hiding behind the wall, and then the guy waiting peeks, for Priest to peek, and then the guy peeks around the wall, and Priest hits. The most gaudy shot punch you'll ever fucking see ever in your fucking life. And because of that, they needed like a sliver of time and he fucking and he it was it enough. Him. Yeah. All like dude, if if the first person who pushed Priesta just waits until like the other members of FaZe come into Hill to contest, yeah. FaZe wins 3-0 and sends Hundred Thieves home and losers one. And then who fucking knows? So, and you think about this. 100 Thieves went to the grand fucking final. They could have been out. They were a millisecond away from losing. Losers won. And E United, who won the tournament, were six hard point seconds away from being thrown into losers. Yeah. That's your top two. That could have been, who fucking knows where? Yeah. Who knows? Legitimately, nobody knows. The top two teams, there was... Less than 10 seconds that could have completely changed the outcome of the fucking tournament. That's what made for, this tournament for, so for crazy. our top two teams. Yeah. That's how fucking close it is. Yeah. Like, that, it was it was fucked. I, I was so confused. This whole tournament basically has taught me that if you're in the top 32, you are championship material. Yeah. Because Dep anything I mean, depending on, the, like, this game especially, with the way it plays, the speed and everything, like... It's not over till it's fucking over. It's not over until it's over. Yeah, literally, it's not over till it's fucking over. You know how easy it would have been for E United to be like, fuck man, let's regain and let's make this losers run. They were six like I'm sorry, like me. I'm a fucking competitor to the top degree. Six seconds left, I'm probably going, hey boys, it's over. Six seconds. Yeah. I, that that might be the difference between above average and fucking great. I don't know. But I'm probably gonna be like, let's regain and go through losers and try to. I'll be honest. Shit. In my head, I was expecting, I was expecting. Uh, you're talking about the EU versus EG match. I was expecting EG to be like, okay, we lost it because there's fucking six seconds left. Hmm. But yeah, that's that's all. That's clearly the difference between number one and not number one. Is like yeah, having having to make having six seconds and and making the decision to fucking still go for it. Three hills, you have to chain the final seconds on Gun Hill, a full hold on Trophy, which never fucking happens. That's not a money hill. 
Very rarely do you see big, big numbers because it's very contest heavy. There's just so many openings. Yeah. And the spawns usually aren't very far. You usually spawn like back stairs and then you run straight past Jet. Yeah. Or you spawn in the back warehouse. Like you usually have a pretty good chance to get there multiple times. So they had to string end of gun, all of trophy, and win the rotation back to mid. And the rotation back to mid goes through one fucking door. Because they couldn't do anything else. Yeah. E United did not have the time to like go outside. To fucking hit a flank and yeah. break mid if they didn't have it. They had to bully through the front fucking door to win. But nobody from EG was there. They threw everything at that fucking trophy hill. And it pit like I mean it doesn't piss me like I didn't think EG was gonna win that match anyway. But it pisses me off to see such a like blunder from the like especially with the caliber of like just like veteran mentally strong players that are on eg i can understand like you know if an am team made that mistake i'd be like you know what you guys will fucking learn from this but for the likes of cap apathy like exotic you know i, I would like, it's, like it's like you said before am teams are not am teams am teams have retired pro players in them not even retired Pro players that were dropped off high teams. Yeah. So I get your point that you're I'm very shocked. It's shocking that someone from the pro someone from someone who's played in pro tournaments did not make the move to rotate early. That just that shocks me. Well yeah, but I understand the I understand the play call to force E United correct, to defend that hill. But correct me if I'm wrong. Do they not know the maximum amount of points you can win on a hill? Yeah, it's 60. 60. It's a minute. So should you not know in your head that if, uh, if EU caps trophy room, they still don't have enough. They have to go to mid. Yeah, they knew that. Then just fucking sit in mid. I agree. I agree with you, but I also know why they threw their lives there. Because the e Cause they wanted cause, to get it over with. No, because E United knows that they need to get the next hill too. So E United might be cheating and not fully committing to trophy. So if they five hit trophy and E United is, is keeping Clay back to hold that mid push just in case e EG rotate. I don't know. Are they that stupid when they know there's only six seconds on the line? What do you mean? Stupid. I think it'd be stupid to go three and two on the trophy room when you know your opponent only needs six seconds you're gonna be you're gonna be a fucking brick wall to that next trophy room like it's like it's at that point it's just chess you're just moving your king away until the other team until the other player finishes you because there's nowhere for you to go you can't commit to only three people to the trophy room because they'll five hit it they'll five hit it yeah and but you also like you can't Right commit, now, you can't commit all five to trophy room because they might ro they might sneak a guy into mid. But I don't, I think when you're losing, you just gotta make sure that the winning team is not getting any points. When when it's that close, yes. Yeah. You have to commit everything to trophy to yeah, hold so it. So there's no other choice. So I agree, but I, like that's what I'm saying. I agree. Eg fucked up and should have rotated early. Yeah. But I also understand why they didn't. Because they need to, like, EG, or E United still has to win the rotation. Because it's going to be a bully fight through that front door. If that's what they were thinking, then I think that's... Uh, I agree, it's a misplay. EG 100% should have chalked that fucking hill at 30, 35 seconds. 
like in yeah. that range when they realized holy fuck we're getting murdered in there let's just fuck off to the mid hill and five hold mid because what's going to happen when they five hold mid like they, they, the fact that they committed all five two it kind of pisses me off because how familiar are you with the map arsenal uh i've played it a couple times personally do you know how many entrances there are to get into mid to get into mid uh you've got window by by gunner by gunner yeah, the, the middle window yeah yeah you've got uh the vents where that statue is and the trophy room that hallway mm -hmm. between there's two vents there no no there's one there's one vent but like that's two openings that's, that lead to one vent yeah that's two entrances into the room into the room then you have front and back so four how many players do you have on a team five so watch all one the doors person one person in the middle hiding every fucking entrance and one person plays the common one yeah. so what would like if it if it was me making the call if i'm eg at 35 seconds i say maybe not 35 because you want to like you want to make sure that e united doesn't know you're fucking scrapping this hill because what you don't want is them to leave one person in hill and try to come in with four yeah you should still win because it's five on four but you never fucking know then commit the four so and no, have no but guy. what you do is you wrap your whole team of five into mid and start pushing out the doorway towards trophy and holding that lobby area in between trophy and mid yeah because they still have to hold so they're gonna commit a bunch of dudes there and then leave fucking leave one or two guys or leave one guy back in mid to make sure one person's not coming through vents or the back door or like he's just You're patrolling right. the fight should have been in that lunchroom the fight should have been in the lobby yeah in the lobby and Why not, the not at the fucking door not at the fucking front of trophy yeah we're towards warehouse not even close why that play call wasn't made you, you have a door you have a door constantly fucking closing in front of you yeah that the people in the trophy room can control yeah with just leaning back and running forward and look you, you can shoot it if you shoot it it opens yeah so you have like arsides with an icr looking at your back warehouse from front vent he just shoots the doorway when you're fucking standing there and beams you he's got an icr the only way you're killing that guy is if you team shot him or your icr wins a 1v1 but you have to see him through the glass of the door which you honestly from, from that, that distance, distance it's you harder can't see. yeah you i mean you can see but like he can see you quicker than you can see him yeah and if he's crouched too you're not gonna shoot down right away no so that's what's gonna keep fucking like, you it's just like that the, the fight should have been in the lobby in that kitchen area if like man i don't want to know what the fuck facento was like he was probably yank like their coach was probably yanking his fucking hair out because at in that moment eu only had one guy committed at the guns that was later that was later that was that was like that was at like 30 seconds left because they were worried that the rotation was going to come in early yeah so that's why they kept five hitting but if you're going to five hit you have to oh, fight you have to fight it yeah the minute you lose a life you go okay wait 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 but the problem is one person dies and they're like oh fuck it let's try to go anyway and they stagger push and it's 1v1 yeah 1v1 instead 1v1. of going yeah exactly what you're saying they all push, when you have the they advantage push, they had all five guys push in they lost so out of frustration they start they start sending two one one well yeah two. like one guy peaks loses the icr fight to arsides someone slides in to try to kill arsides and then the trades happen trades happen trades happen you're all dead yeah and one person's still alive from a united and hill and then the respawn comes in united reinforces and you're fucked and at that moment 
it's got a hit in your brain as high level players we might need to fucking take this to the next hill so do you push so is the move to push all five guys into the kitchen or do you send two guys to the front door three guys to the kitchen just so you can get control of the kitchen and then when those two guys die they respawn to provide support into the kitchen if if i'm making the call at that point at that moment when i know we're not getting trophy yeah i'm five hitting window you're five hitting window i'm sending every window by the gunner i'm sending every fucking player up through gun so that way you nobody's dying yeah you all jump through fucking window and look at that front door because that's where they're gonna go yeah so and then two like the like remember how i said like you everybody watches one thing <coughs> So you all look there immediately to make sure nobody's rushing right away. Yeah, maybe then one guy looks at vent. Then you split off a little bit. One person watches window. <clears throat> one person watches back door. One person watches vent. Two people hold the front door. Yeah. And then the minute the call comes through that like, hey, there's three pushing fucking front door. You have a guy who pivots away from what he's watching to watch front door with those guys. And it's a 3v3. Especially at that point, just capping trophy room, they would have more likely either tried to they would have had to come through the front door right away and maybe one guy went through the vent so they could have stacked fucking front door and just kept one yeah. guy kept one guy crouched behind the box looking at the vent and he's the one collecting points the rest of the team in the front is just sacrificial pieces mm -hmm. yeah what what led the way i would have set it up is i would have had a dude like literally under fucking vent waiting for someone in I would have had a person directly under window watching the back door and I would have a person standing on the box watching window over top of the guy's head and then two guys hold front because if the guys come front door the guy who's under window can just turn and look that way and he can watch both doors the guy under vent only watches vent and then if the fucking doorway gets pushed he just turns and shoots doorway and then the guy on fucking box he's there for hill time and to watch window make sure the window push because window push yeah. is, your, is your other common one man literally the fraction the frac the fraction decisions that could have completely changed this tournament and then not only that eg was like i don't even know what you call this but during trophy hill simp got streaks which you're like okay so we can't sit in hill right like i mean the minute you hear lightning strike called in you have to leave the mid hill because there's a window right above it you'll you'll die yeah but whatever as long as you have control of the room it shouldn't matter but sim calls in his lightning strike after they have control kills two people and eg send two people through gun dude that's the most that was the most amazing thing i ever saw the lightning strike he comes killed, in he, he, the, he <laughs> kills apathy and like jcap or some shit team kills and, and then team kills clayster and that's the third kill on the lightning strike and at the same moment two players from fucking eg push window and kill whoever's holding window yeah. so then there's two people in window and hills right below them they're just gonna jump in yeah clay gets the god spawn off of a fucking team kill to say like if literally the other thing that hill jumped in that's it the, like if simp doesn't team kill there they lose that map yeah because, that's how lucky they got, got the got the got the two piece in window got the two piece on the window because of a fucking respawn because of a favorable spawn in at like right outside of gun he spawned at like the front of elevator literally popped right behind them and was like what's up yeah. bang bang right after he died right after he died yeah you cannot ask for fucking a better luck than that
Like, dude. Imagine if team killing was disabled. They would have lost. No, you have to have team killing enabled. Yeah. You have to. Um, but yeah, dude. Like, but still, a team kill won them that match. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they played the game perfectly, so like that obviously helped them win the match. They read everything EG was going to do to the fucking... Dotting the fucking eyes in the I book. Know, I don't know if you saw my face when I was watching, but when we when I saw the end of that match, I went... Yeah, and it fucking happened <laughs> on Saturday. Yeah. Some shit. Dude, you should have saw me live. You're talking, like, you're talking to me, you're talking to me, and I was just looking at the screen. Like I was like, what the fuck, man? How is this happening? How do you lose when you need six seconds and they need fucking eight? Trent, Trent over here is like, dude, that was insane, right? And I was like... It, man... Oh my god. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And like, that wasn't even the first match where I was like, holy shit, dude. Phase 100 Thieves kicked that off. And I'm gonna, dude, I'm gonna straight up say it. Phase 100 Thieves, Losers 1 of 2019 Champs, is the best series, like most entertaining series of Call of Duty that I have ever fucking seen. It was the most insane five-game series I've ever fucking seen. That was the series to watch out of all of them, in my opinion. It was the best series. It was the best series. You had Priesta with the fucking God Clutch, and then on top of it, Octane fucking clutches with the three-piece in SND. It was, like, you, like, there are so many fucking moments where you're like, oh 1v3. my god, oh my god, 1v3. oh my god, what the fuck is happening? 1v3 yeah. on fucking B-Bomb. Yeah. B-Bomb is where Gunner is, right? Yeah. On Arsenal? Yes. <laughs> like, I was like... It was insane. It was insane. What the fuck is happening? Like... And, and like, the... One, one of the things that I was kind of like... Because I'm... I'm an Optic fanboy a little bit. Yeah. Like, it's, it's died off a little bit, but, like... I'm old as shit. I started watching Optic when they were sniping in MW2. I became a huge fan. And uh, when they made a competitive team, I was like, that's sick, dude. I already know them from YouTube. I can't wait to watch them compete. And then, like, you know, they were okay. And then they became this god squad. And then the fucking hype train started. And then, you know, that's that's what it ended up being. Um, but I've been an Optic fan for quite some time. So, like, as this was playing out, it, my brain is like, holy shit. This is looking so good for Optic. Yeah. Hundred Thieves is in losers one, potentially getting eliminated by Phase. Hundred Thieves, or I mean, Optic can beat everybody else, except One Hundred Thieves. They have the potential to beat everybody else. Gen G was gone. Yeah, I'm trying to like, find Like literally, out. the only fucking team where I was like, oh, "This is going to be a good fucking series." Was e United, There's and some fucking how. 100 Thieves goes all the way through losers and fucking ends up meeting Optic and I'm like Optic can't fucking beat him. There's no way. Yeah. And yeah, and Optic and Optic got rolled and I even fucking called it. I was like Optic's gonna get three out. And they got fucking waxed and I was like, holy shit. This is crazy. But, you know, it is what it is. Is it this guy? Major? Or Mazer? That was the 3-0. Are you talking is it closer? It was a recap show that I watched where there was a funny... Yes, it was this guy. Okay, hold on. I gotta find the clip.
And the funniest part is, dude, Yes, this is a clip. Okay, hold on. One of the funniest thing is, like, Nagafin was subbed in for Spacely on that Genji roster. Like, yeah. Genji dropped Spacely, and then uh, subbed in Nagafin, and then they subbed back, they subbed Spacely back in for a week of Pro League, and they don't lose an S&D. They never lost a single S&D on LAN with Spacely on the team. But then after that week, they're like, you know what? We feel more confident going into playoffs and champs with Nagafin. Spacely jumped on a fucking AM team and outplaced Genji. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Okay. Like, what the fuck? Okay, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna sh I'm gonna play the audio and I'll show a little bit of video on the bottom here. So just to recap, this is right when uh, El Fuego wins and uh, Genji gets their first loss. This is the reaction to them winning. So I just want you to pay close attention to the audio. What did Mox say there? Did you hear anything Mox said? I didn't said? hear what Mox said. I just heard, I heard that fucking British dude say you're fucking dog shit. I think it was, I think it might have been uh, Chaxter or whatever. He's like, you're dog shit. You're fucking dog shit. <laughs> I mean, like. So I was like, I'm like, how bad did they get wiped? And like, really, it was a close. It's a close series, but it's a close series with an M team versus the number two seed. Yeah. This should not be a contest. No, no. This at should all. be a 3 1 at best for Fuego. At best, you win one map against Genji. At yeah. best. That's how it should be. But like, I don't fucking know. I'll grab my water real quick. Okay. We'll take a quick break here and then. Uh... No quick break, I'm back. No? Are you sure? Yeah, I just need a grip water. Okay, awesome. Uh, so, let's see. We talked about. EUEG, we talked about FaZe, Hunter Thieves, briefly talked about uh, Wreck and LG. Man, you know who I, you, you're not going to have anything to say, but I want to give, it's not really a shout out, but like, I guess it is a shout out because they didn't end up going like very far, but dude, Singularity, I was watching, I watched Jesus. them play, it might have been Envy, actually it might have been a pool play match, um, but when they were playing SND, like, I don't remember what fucking series it was, but they were playing an Arsenal SND, and their decision making, there was zero hesitation, and it was fully understood by every player on the team of what was happening with no hesitation. Yeah. In every single scenario they went into, I was like, how the fuck are they an AM team? It was insane. Like, this, there was one kid on that team named Insight was fucking going off with the sniper. And I was like, okay, this is sick. I mean, they they 3-1 to Envy. Yeah, they beat Envy. Envy's not a team you sleep on. No, and Envy was fucking good. Yeah. They 3 0 pools. I mean, they lost to LG that just came off... Oh, well, they came off a very close match with, with uh, Wreck. But LG was playing fantastic in this event. But LG was playing very good. But, like, dude, like, that was a big surprise for me. Like, that SND, when I, like, I was, I was fucking blown away at how perfect they played the scenarios 
with zero hesitation and like obviously there's communication but like the amount of fucking hesit like the the lack of hesitation yeah to me made it seem like there was no communication like the fucking players knew what to do without anybody fucking saying it and it was insane to what like and it didn't matter if insight had his sniper and they needed to push he ran with a fucking pistol because they needed bodies it it was f like fucking incredible like there was a 3v2 on arsenal's uh a site which is the open one on jet side yeah um they plant bomb and then retreat back to trophy whoever they're playing i don't remember who they're playing um and insight sniping back steps trying to like get a pick on someone who's like head peak in the planter or whatever and they have a 3v2 scenario to retake and then it becomes a 3v1 and i mean the fucking second that the guy knew he was gonna get the kill to make it a 3v1 a player immediately laid down on bomb and started defusing completely trusting his teammates and the other two dudes fucking flew at the last guy yeah zero hesitate like like it was jetpacks yeah and i was like wow holy shit that's a swat team i was like if this <laughs> fucking team is this good at snd how fucking far are they gonna go and unfortunately lost to lg but man but hey maybe they're like they're they're the am team to look out for fuck me. like man i was impressed and i'm not usually easily impressed well, with I've Call definitely, of Duty. from some so. of the few matches i've seen there's definitely still hesitation even at the pro level yeah so to hear that i should the only team that doesn't hesitate at the pro level is e united and look where they are yeah and it's not even e united it's simp and abizi playing the sogs they're the only sogs that it doesn't matter who's fucking where they just go like it doesn't matter if like normally there's one sog that goes in first and then the second one follows most of the time it doesn't matter for them if Abizi is first one there, and Simp's flying behind, Simp goes, I'm right behind you, ready to fly. And they fucking just... They're the best duo in the game. Yeah. They were the best duo in the game. And it showed. And they're fucking champs. And, yeah. And if Simp didn't win MVP, Abizi's winning MVP. And it was like, man. <laughs> Jesus. So... They were so good. Talk about the pistols. I think we need to nominate what was the gun of the tournament. And by far, yes, everybody's using ICR, everybody's using SOG, everybody's using Maddox. But the gun that I wasn't expecting people to even talk about, maybe people had it on them, but to hear people talk about the RK7 Garrison. The, the way it changes the game when you have an AR, like when you have a main AR player who uses a gun that notoriously can't win close range, to be able to switch to a gun that can dominate close range completely changes the game because before the strategy used to be let simp fly at him with a sog yeah there's like a zero percent chance maybe like a one percent chance simp loses now like that percentage is a lot higher like there are certain players with the rk7 arsides for example they won fucking champs arsides was a fucking demon with the fucking rk7 yeah push that man i dare you He's gonna whip out a pistol and two burst you like a fucking clown. It was insane. Yeah. There was people like, it was, it was the point where people were running around in the, on the map still holding their pistol. What's on, like, cause in SD, when scenarios where you need to fly, yeah, you're not blundered having a snipe, like even simp using the strife. 
I mean, like, the sniper started using the Strife more because it's better long-range than so, the RK-7. A lot of the matches I watched, too, there wasn't that many people sniping. Did you notice that many people sniping this tournament? In S&D, all the good teams had a sniper. Okay. That That's the one thing... Uh, I even made a note about it. The The good S&D teams were, had, a, had a sniper. EU dominated S&D. Simp sniped. Even yes. when they were fucking losing, man. Like, yeah. He sniped every round of S&D. And I don't know if you watch much of EU's uh, S&Ds. At the beginning of every S&D round, Simp runs to mid-map with a fucking sniper. Like, spots where you can get to with a SOG. Yeah. He runs over the sniper, quickly peeks. If he sees nothing, he runs away. And if he sees something, he hits a shot and then runs away, and then it's a 5 on 4. Yeah. That fucking dude, that kid, man. Like... I could talk an hour about fucking yeah, the Simp shit Simp was doing. Simp was insane. I was just hoping that his mom would come on stage. Simp's three-piece against fucking units with a snipe on Ar Like, he got a veto arsenal. After seeing that man shoot three times at players trying not to get sniped. Like, it was fucking broken how quickly he snapped on all three. The first one was a 1v1 against a sniper, and it made sense. And then, like, uh, it's, <laughs> you can't even use words, man. Just trying to make sure this was the match. Versus units. And Rated even tweeted after, that because that was a game 5 S&D. So, like, look at his eyes. That's some shroud eyes. Yeah. Those yeah. are eyes that have been looking at the screen. Actually, no, that wasn't game five. That was game two. Um, Those are eyes that have been looking at the screen for 20 hours a day. Gets four hours of sleep. I don't think so, but, you know. Um, <laughs> a rated even tweeted. Rated was, like, the captain on units. He was like, if we had a sixth person on the map, we still would have fucking lost to United. This would have been the this point. This is game two. This isn't it, but this is, like... You have to veto Arsenal against United. I mean, it doesn't matter now. The game's done. But, like, how teams weren't vetoing fucking Arsenal makes... Look what he was doing. He just ran around with a pistol, too. Yeah. It didn't matter. Like, he... Like, the confidence to do what he was doing... Insane. Jump challenging. He did whatever the fuck he wanted. And he was laughing the whole fucking time. In between rounds, he's smiling and shit, dude. Clay's gassing him up. And are they all European, or are there some American players on EU? The EU is entirely American. The name's just E-United. That's just their team name. And their abbreviation is EU, because it's easy. Also, Units is actually a European. Also, it has nothing to do with being European? No. It's just their name. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a clip right there. I totally thought... Also, the colors and stuff of their logo is an entirely American logo, Matt. They have the stripes... The blue U and a fucking star, bro. Okay, listen, bro. I saw EU. Also, and I'm so like, you just missed Simp 1v3 with a pistol. Or 1v2, sorry, with a pistol. And look at him smiling, dude. 1v2. He did this at playoffs, too. And look, he's a fucking pistol. <gasps> That's rude. <gasps> That's just rude. Look at Clay gassing <laughs> that fucking. How do you lose? 
when Clay's screaming at you like that, you you can't lose. When Clay's screaming at you like that, dude, just like let's fucking go. Smiling. He's just laughing. Just smirking. Poor. Um, you you definitely don't know this because of uh, your uh, when you came in to watch and stuff. Yeah. This is Simp's first year competing at in the CWL. And he came in right halfway through the season. He replaced JCap halfway through the season. They went to London. Simp's first major tournament. They get second place. They lose to 100 Thieves. Simp's second tournament is Miami. They win. Simp is MVP. Simp's third fucking tournament is champs. They win, and he's fucking MVP. He played th in three events. Yeah. Got MVP twice. His average placing is 1.3, or whatever the fuck that would be. His average placing is first. So is Simp just, like, a streamer that, like, everybody was like, man, just wait until he turns 18? Yeah. Yeah. Simp was around in the S&D scene coming up, just disgustingly good at the game. And people were like, wait till this fucking kid turns 18. Yeah. And turns out that he can play response too. Yeah. And very well. <laughs> okay. Um... Like, god damn, dude. I wanted to talk about 100 Thieves a little bit just because I'm a bit of a fanboy and like what do you want watching about? them, literally you look at this graph and it was like rising to the top. And like, I oh, yeah. feel like the match between EU and 100 Thieves really could have gone either way. There was just the little things. Yeah. I yeah. legitimately thought 100 Thieves had a very good chance to for Like, I was like 90% sure they were going to force second set. And I was like 80% sure they were going to win champs. I was like, e or fucking 100 Thieves is going to win champs. Yeah. I was convinced. But, you know, it's way easier to come out of winners it's like it's not impossible but it's fucking close well really if i were 100 thieves yes you got second place but like there's I nothing mean, absolutely zero negativity that you could throw towards 100 thieves no i mean you can talk a little bit be, of shit you should be super proud of this match you can talk a little bit of shit about and the you phase should be match. super proud about this match yeah, you can talk a little bit of shit about them versus FaZe and how that whole thing kind of started. And then the minute Priest of Shot punches one person, they completely changed as a team. Which is the craziest shit ever. He shot punches one person and they're a different team. Yeah. It was like everybody was already mentally defeated, thinking they were gone, and then Priesta said, not today, I wanna fucking win. And Priesta wasn't doing good on wasn't doing too hot. No. And Nabel, of all fucking people on that team, was playing well. See, like, why is it that I feel like whenever we talk about 100 Thieves, it's like, oh, they they start off good and then slow down. And now they started slow and then picked it up. Like it's. I think what happens with... Why can't they be the, the EU that is just notoriously ready to go every match? Like, what's what's holding them back? There's a different 
way you approach practice when you're not winning. When you're winning, winning often, and everybody in the fucking world thinks you're gonna win, you're gonna start to believe your own shit. Like, you're gonna believe your shit doesn't stink. So you might slack on practice a little bit. And while you're slacking on practice, the team that came in second that is fucking heartbroken that they didn't fucking win that event, they're grinding because they know how fucking close they were. Yeah. And that was EU at London. Simp walked away crying. Clay walked away crying because they fucking lost. And then they went to fucking Miami and they're crying because they fucking won. Because that, that fucking, like, the way you're, that hurts as a competitor. Yeah. When you fucking lose, oh, gives no. you the motivation to win. But at when that, you're at that level, if I lost, I'm practicing that fucking night. No, well, first off, there'd be six hundred dollars in damages. You're breaking your controller. I'm breaking my controller <laughs> and my and my console, and then buying another one <laughs> and practicing. But yeah, man. I mean, obviously now there's no point in continuing to practice because. There's gonna be no more tournaments, and this is what the new games coming out. This is what is now considered in the past few years as the Call of Duty off season. Yeah. So, pros might try other games if there's something they wanted to play. They'll play that. If there's like some some pros still love Call of Duty, they might not play this one. Yeah. Like some pros might just stream Blackout. Like they'll still play Black Ops. But like, there's no point to be a savage at it anymore. Like, they can, they don't have to scrim anymore. They're just, they're gonna play video games for the next month, month and a half, strictly for fun. Do you think anybody in the top 32 is thinking, let's start playing Modern Warfare Remastered and get more used to the slow pace? Uh, I think that might happen. Um, but I don't think it happens as much as you might think. And the reason I think that is because I think this time is going to be used as like their vacation. Because during the whole That's year. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't think that. I was like, I think some people who are like diehard would probably. Well, I shouldn't say diehard because they're all diehard. Mm -hmm. If somebody was like, hey, man, I performed very, very bad in this tournament and I want to be as prepared mm -hmm. as inhumanly possible, mm -hmm. I'm going to go fucking play remastered just so that I could slow down a bit because it's not going to be as exciting no. as black ops 4 was no i agree but like at the same time i get the point that you're about to make there where you're like dude they just got off the fucking biggest tournament of their lives well no they just, that, want, they just want to take a fucking break at this, this point yeah this is notorious vacation time have fun time for the pros yeah like last year a bunch of them went to fucking mexico and shit or whatever <coughs> um <coughs> but they're gonna have fun just playing games like Scump was playing Destiny after they won champs and shit, because like that was the game that just came out. Do trades ever happen during the off season? Yes. Yeah. Ro rosters will change, and because it's going to franchising next year, rosters are rosters are really going to change. Yeah, we should definitely talk about franchising next episode because you intrigued me because I didn't realize that this is the last. This is the last champs. CWL champs event because now it's all going to go to franchising. Yep. Which means Karma remains the king of the rings. He has three. He has three. He has three.
the fucking goat. That's yeah, three man. rings. And I mean, look at these. Looking at these winnings, you got EU went home with uh, eight hundred. Eight hundred. Hundred thieves went home with two sixty. An optic went home with one forty. An enigma went home with one ten. That's yeah. surprising that three and four are that close together. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, 100 Thieves went home with 260 Gs. But. 100 Thieves went home with 260 Gs when they realistically should have went home with zero. Yeah. They 100% should have lost to FaZe. FaZe made one error and could not recover for fucking three maps. One error. Yeah. Cost them the whole tournament. Because who fucking knows where FaZe goes? And with 100 Thieves out of the tournament, a lot of other teams are safe. Like, go back to that. Go back to. Who did 100 Thieves knock out? 100 Thieves. I don't remember 100%. You got to go to. Is that Losers? It's one more. 100 Thieves ended up playing. 100 Thieves. Sicario, which. You know, they let, they 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 met them in the in the pool. They were in the same pool as mm -hmm. them before. But you know, fate like if like, basically we're going to replace hundred thieves with phase and see what would see what I predict would have happened. Yeah, so phase probably beats Sicario. Okay, then so you then phase phase is EG. Phase was EG. Good game. I'd give the edge to phase. Phase goes and plays wreck. I think wreck beats phase, mm. and then wreck goes and plays. E6, Wreck beats E6. And then what if, Wreck... Would FaZe beat E6? Yeah. Would FaZe beat Optic? No. Well, that's a good fucking game. That's a that's, tight one? That's one you want to watch. That would have been... That one would have been fireworks. Like, that would have been a good series. So if it was FaZe, either would have got eliminated by Wreck... Or if they somehow got the W on them, they would have more than likely got eliminated by Optic. Yes. But, I mean, like, just being a shithead, throw EU in loser's bracket where EG is. Because EG for sure should have won that fucking match. Yeah, so if EU was in the loser's bracket... EU smokes Elevate. Yeah. And then EU would have faced either 100 Thieves or FaZe and loser. Look at that. Loser we would have had the Champions Tournament in fucking losers round three, three yeah. of losers with just two little changes. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. Ten seconds of different gameplay. Unreal. Yep. And, and you know, especially a loser's bracket match where United doesn't have that cushion of a second series, I would take 100 Thieves in that matchup. And E United's gone in right. losers three because there's definitely see man. I talk about this before. I don't know if I like the losers and winners brackets. I just feel like there you can't go, just, if there's double elim, you can't have a team go through winners and not have an advantage. If they haven't lost all tournament, you can't have them. If it's double elim, meaning you have to lose twice to lose like to leave. The only way. That changes is if it goes to single elim, which would fuck a lot of shit up. Think of it as single elim. Go, go to the fucking... 100 Thieves is gone in in round one. 100 Thieves would be gone. 100 Thieves is gone. Phase is Envy's gone. Envy's gone. Envy gone. Singularity gone. Splice gone. War gone. And War pulled some upsets. 
Um, and then after that, uh, elevate gone, heretics gone. Yeah, phase completely gone. And then you would have had, uh, yeah. Then it would just been it would have been fucking ba basically the your winners bracket finals is is what would have been your grand finals. And EU smoked optic. So, dude, the, we can talk about that series. EU versus optic. EU versus optic because. I mean, it's three one. It looks like they fucking. It was highly anticipated, as you would come to expect. And game one, optic came out like the farmer just stuck the brand on the fucking bull's ass. Like they came out so fast and outpaced. Like, didn't make smarter decisions. Like, I mean, Optic's a smart team, so they're not making the wrong decisions. Yeah. But they outpaced E-United with Simp and Ibiza running their socks and Pristini on frequency also running a sock. Yeah. And E-United is the fastest team. They outpaced them on frequency and won. Optic won first map, and I was like, holy shit. If Optic plays like that, I don't know who the fuck's gonna beat them. They were playing so fast, so selfless, nobody was baiting, or, like they were flying into fucking hills. And I was like, Jesus, somebody fucking stop them. And then, search and destroy, they lose. It's United, they're like the best search team in the game. Nothing to hang your head on, or hang your hat on. And Control comes out, and I'm pretty sure it was Control Frequency. Which, I mean, they bullied them on fucking the hard point. Yeah. And for some reason, Optic decided to play slow. They played slow, and EU bullied their way in. Because they play fast as fuck. And if you play fast as shit in this game, that's what was winning. Yeah. To be this late in the game, and not understand what gives you the highest percentage of success to win, I don't understand what you're doing. Well... It's yeah. The last fucking tournament. I mean, I can't comment on the Optic Gaming match because I didn't watch it. But 100 Thieves, every time that they were having the advantage on EU, it was when they were fucking flying. Yep. And, like, I wonder if that's the lesson. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't... We won't know for next... It's not going to be like it's that. It's not going to be like that in the next game. No. Because, uh, though, first off, the sprinting mechanic, the super sprint... Yep. Your gun's like this the whole time. Yeah. When you're super sprint. And and that's what kind of, like, we can talk about that later. Like, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. With how sh how shit's going to change. Oh, yeah. But, like, it, dude, Optic came out so fired up. And, like, that's where, like, the little fanboy inside me was like, ooh! But, like, Optic smoked EU. And then they just got bullied for the rest of it. And it was just pace. All they needed to do was just keep running fucking Sogs at United. I just I, all I'm gonna say is for the next game, not to be not to sound like a constant Hunter Thieves dick rider here, mm -hmm. but Hunter Thieves were winning rounds on SND this tournament, which is what I was not expecting at all. I was expecting I was expecting them to intentionally win the hard points and the control points 
and then maybe slip in a couple SNDs. But they were getting three and O's, three and ones, getting the first SND match. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, you know, they improved a lot. And even on EU, they got an SND on EU. Whether EU, I mean, it's fucking, it's the final, it's the final, so you can't say EU wasn't trying. Oh, no. Yeah. If, if you went into any fucking, I mean, we saw it. Yeah. We saw it on fucking Wednesday. Teams go in thinking they had that shit in the bag. And so many open bracket teams started fucking shit up. Yeah. Like, Genji going home on Wednesday. You didn't even get to champs. Like, yeah. You're number two and you didn't even get there. So I think 100 Thieves, watch out for, man. Because SND, that can translate to all Modern Warfare. That, that could translate to any Call of Duty. I think it's game dependent. Like, SD is sometimes more of a slower game mode, but if you, like in this game, if you want to play it fast, you can fucking play it fast. I don't know. Maybe. Unless you play differently than you play with us in World League, which maybe you do. Um, me and you playing SD and Remastered, and me and you playing SD and Black Ops 4. Completely different. There was, so different. My strategy was the same. I I played both of them completely different. I played. I was I was AR in the back looking at blind spots. Mm -hmm. You probably play extremely different. Extremely. Yeah. Especially because I mean, when you're playing SD and Remaster, it's a pub, so like you can get away with doing whatever the fuck you want, kind of thing. Yeah. In World League, you have to play a role. You have to play what's missing, or especially if you're not communicating with everybody on the team, you have to. You have, to, you have to do something. You have to just pick and say, all right, I want to win really bad, and I know the best way to win is to have one ICR, two Maddox, and two Sogs on this map, and everybody's using, or like, you know, there's already two Sogs, and you're a Sog player, but you're like, all right, I know we need an ICR. I'm going to fucking run an ICR. Whereas in pubs, you know, I don't, you know, everybody could be sniping. I'm going to run a sniper because I like to snipe. Yeah. But, you know, like in black ops 4 you have to you have to play your role and especially in world league like you know nobody's trying that fucking hard in snd and modern warfare i would just but, say, i would just go off and just say watch out for 100 thieves in the next game because if i were them i'd be very angry and hungry for the next tourney i mean if you're not hungry as a professional player you might as well fucking hang up the sticks there's tons of fucking kids that are 16, 17 right now that are... I play with a couple of them. Yeah. Some 16-year-old kids that are fucking good, man. And, you know, they get an older person, like yourself, um, kind of teaching them, like, how to think more critically in-game. By the time some of those kids turn fucking 18, man, they're going to be... You're, the next generation of simps are going to come in. The next generation of abizis are going to come in. And who fucking knows, man? If you... Don't adapt to what's happening. Like, you're fucked. So if you... Like, if your mentality's slipping as a pro, get the fuck out. Yeah. You, don't, you don't become a pro I mean, if, you're, if, you're, if your mind and your heart ain't in it, man, you're not... You might as well leave. You're not, you're, yeah, you might as well leave. You're not, going to, you're not going the distance. But, you know, that's also, like... That's what makes professionals professionals than anything, right? Yeah. Is being able to keep hungry on that kind of shit. Uh... Do you have anything else on your mind? I was thinking of like looking at like MVPs from the top three teams. 
Sure. Okay. F- f- fucking name them for you right now. All right, go for it. Uh, Samponi United. That's that's yeah. That's the easiest one. That's actually who got it. Um, Prisa or Enable for a hundred thieves. Really? Yeah. I mean, Octane through their lowest breath. But I mean, they all played well. But when they fucking needed it, Enable and Priest are the ones that are gonna get shit done. See, I feel like in the final, Kenny is the one who stepped up. Kenny was playing like a fucking demon. But like, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, I guess there was overall there was always one person stepping up on a hundred thieves. But like consistency of like always kind of being there. Enable and Priest are Enable's doing all your dirty work, and then Priest is your superstar. Yeah. Even though you have Octane Slasher and Kenny on your team who are three other superstars so 100 okay. thieves is so stacked like and then optic dashy dashy not even fucking close crim uh scump had like his best tournament all year which you love to see yeah tj played like an absolute animal uh crim played fantastic up until sunday yeah and same thing with karma karma was playing very well up until sunday sunday came uh, first map, they played fucking great against the United. Like, absolutely great. Yeah. And then just, it was slow. Dashy was hard carrying SNDs. 1v3'd 100 Thieves in an SND. 100 Thieves. Yeah. Lost a 1 versus 3 to Dashy. And he was sniping on Arsenal. Like, it. Dashy's disgusting. Yeah, I like I watching Sunday. I literally told my friends I feel bad for Dashy right now. He was the only guy who showed up on fucking Sunday, with the exception of like exception of uh, slight glimpses out of Scump and TJ. Yeah, Krim was flat. Karma was flat. Which oh, so speaking of which, I was going to ask you to call out who do you from the top three teams. Who do you think was slipping the most? Who slipped the most? Yeah. I mean, on Sunday, it was Optic. They won one one map. No, sorry. I mean, from the individual teams throughout the tournament, who from EU was slipping a lot? Who from 100 Thieves needed to EU be... EU is an absolutely amazing team if Pristini and Clayster play well. They're fucking... They were incredible in this game when Clay and Pristini were playing well. Because you definitely the, were saying that. And I saw you. Abizi and Simp were just running around They're like, disgusting. Like freaking Gorilla Soldiers. Arsides is a pillar of consistency for that team. He rarely plays bad. Your, your fucking questionable players were Pristini and Clay. If they're playing well, they're fucking destroying. Yeah. Like they're winning maps easy. When Pristini and Clay slow down and they can't figure it out, that's when they start losing. Okay. 100 Thieves who... On Sunday? Or overall? Like, because... If there's a specific one for Sunday versus overall... On Sunday? Slasher. That's what I was going to say. Slasher needed to step up on Sunday, and he did not. He was, you know... Kenny was playing well. Octane's an ICR. I don't want to say it's easier, but there's a little bit less kind of going on there. Uh, Enable and Priesta played fucking incredible on Sunday. Yeah, and Slasher made a huge misplay in the. Uh, I really think on Sunday, not to be controversial, and like hope to God, fucking no one from our thieves tries to fucking knock me come up here, dude, and kill us. Like, yeah, what's I don't know, happen? but like I'm to me, bold. fuck with me. To me, on Sunday, the fucking the kids rose up, and the fucking older guys were sit back, mm-hmm. which is. Especially Slasher. Like, even fucking... I think on Sunday, 
Maven was like, where the fuck is Slasher? Where the fuck is Slasher? Where is where is Sunday Slasher? Yeah, notorious for being that fucking guy when you need him most to be there. And out of all people, when you need him most, Enable was fucking clutching. Winning huge gun. I'm like, holy fuck, man. Yeah. We like the everybody was roasting him all year for being the the least impactful on like, the team. Slasher got this got the sick clutch day one. He I, played very well all tournament until yeah. Sunday. Like when they were making that losers bracket one, Kenny was going off, Slasher was going off, Octane was going off. Priest was going off. Like, your superstars were playing like superstars. They took turns, obviously, because you can't yeah. have everybody just fry. Like, it's never going to happen. Kenny scared me on Sunday, man. Kenny, Kenny was doing some disgusting shit. Kenny was shit. fucking like, disgusting. He was doing some <laughs> disgusting shit, dude. There were some three pieces he was getting where he was just fucking spinning in circles. I was like, what the fuck? How does he know? Yeah, he was playing fantastic. I felt a little bit bad for... Uh, for the Marshall twins in Scraps and Wuskin, Scraps being on Phase and Wuskin being on Wreck. Yeah. Because they had, like, they both were on fucking teams that could have made a very good good run. I mean, I mean they did, like, Reciprocity can't tie 5th, 6th. Yeah. They made a good run. And they were not anticipated to kind of be there, especially being a, a team of Europeans and, and an Australian. Why aren't they on the same team like the Sedin brothers? Uh, they were last year. They were last year. But Scraps was consistently and quite a bit better. So, like, like last year, European teams only signed European players. Where this year was the first time you saw a mix. Mm. So that with that happening, um, Scraps halfway through the World War II season went to Red Reserve which was the best EU team who had one player struggling. So they had one player who was fucking struggling and then Scraps was out there dominating with an unknown team and everybody's like, who the fuck are these guys? And then we learned about the twins and we learned how disgusting Scraps is. And then he ends up on Red and he's fucking good. And Red is a top two team in World War II. And then after uh, that happens, um, Red had a little bit of a financial issue and had to like basically dissolve the team. Okay. So everybody was looking for a new home, and Scraps and Zero left Red, which is a European team, and signed with FaZe, which is an American team, obviously. And since that fucking moment, everybody was like, watch out for FaZe. Yeah. They're going to be gross. And, and slowly but sure, like, Wuskin was kind of, nobody gave a shit, forms this reciprocity team, little bit of potential and then uh like they showed a little bit of potential they made a i think they got like a top three and then they picked up dylan who is a fucking god and they're considered like the best european team where's enigma from us us yeah so the top four teams were all american yeah dude enigma got fourth I know. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy. Like, that's where Genji was supposed to be. <laughs> that's where like you should have saw phase. Or G yeah, a, fa a phase or a Genji in fourth. In fourth. Yeah. And you see Enigma. Yeah, Enigma was like barely getting top eight, barely. 
Actually, do you know what I'm the most upset about this tournament? That you didn't watch it? No. You're not more upset about not I watching watched... than whatever you're about to say? Yeah, because I was deeply pissed off uh, okay. that the, the boys. boys changed their name to Celtic FC. I mean, dude, when the money's... You gotta go where the money is, man. The fucking people are giving you money to change You had name. a dope-ass name, bro. Call it the Celtic Boys. You're probably all white. I didn't see the team. Wow. But you're probably all white. Wow, you brought race into this? Okay. Maybe. All right, dude. All right, dude. Yo, do you think... Do you think a team like the name Celtic is picking anyone else who is not remotely Irish? I mean, no. No. I'm pretty sure they're all white. No. I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure they're all white and I'm pretty okay. sure they're all European. You know what? I'm going to say it. I'm pretty sure there's no Celtic FC in the Bronx, you know? No. 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 This is like Boston or... Dude, <laughs> to be honest, there's not many, like colored people that play cod like well, that are playing professional cod dashi what is he indian dashi's canadian but he's lebanese lebanese yeah but he's from here but like i mean the top three teams kenny's half half black half asian well nameless when he was when he was playing he's white though he's like italian but he's white I'm just looking at the names here, and it's not really. Helping. No, there's not a lot of uh, literally. There's one guy diversity. Called, there's only one guy. His last name was Whitefield. That doesn't help me at all. Oh, that's Momo. <laughs> He's very white. Very white. Yeah, bro. Just look at the flags beside, and you can tell who's white. Benson, European or the uh, England flag. Yeah, white. Momo, England flag. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of. Indians and in, in, every uh, English flag there is white. Oh, 100 percent. The guy's name is Chris Tun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, he's super white. Yeah. Uh, the only uh, guy Blaze is black, and Pac-Man and Study are black. How about the teams? Uh, Arcidi's white, Pristini's white, Clayster white, Abizi white, Simp white, Facento coach white, Kenny half black, half Asian, Octane white, Slasher white, Enable white. Kenny's Blasian? Yeah, Kenny's Blasian. Oh. Uh, Priesta white, Crowder white, Scump white, Krim white, Karma white, Dashi, a Lebanese Canadian, TP and T uh, TJ both white, uh, Kismet, God RX, and actually that one's a little different. Wait, General wait. Kismet and God RX, I think, are all white. Brezzy's not, and Mayhem is like a halfy. Um, they might not have a picture. Oh no, Brezzy's white as shit. Mayhem's he's white, but like doesn't kind like kind of doesn't look white. Then look, click on General. Then one of them is not white. I'm pretty sure. Click on General right there. Amazing. Yeah. Pretty sure. Dude, wait, is God RX the, the the black guy? Oh no, they're all white as shit. Oh. Why did I think one of them was black? Wow, I'm racist. Um Yeah, no, get out of here now. Go back to the team. So they're all white, basically. Mayhem who, who kinda kinda who knows? 
Except he's so not, not a lot of racial diversity. No, Joe White, Rated White, Nolson White, Wee Man White, Cammy White, Waskins White, Zed White, Dens, Dylan, Alex, Shane, Slacked, John. Formal's like half Asian, half white. Skies is like half Mexican, I think. Attach is half uh, half Asian. Apathy is Greek or some shit. And accuracy is half <coughs> black, I believe. You know what's really. What I, that you know what why that shocks me what? is because if you look at the the dominant players in games similar to this, like if you go to Siege, it's the Mexican players that are dominating Siege. Mm -hmm. So I'm surprised none of those people who like maybe weren't able to become number one in Siege come to Call of Duty and try to compete at that level. No, I'm probably gonna sound shitty for saying this because it's gonna be Call of Duty bias coming in, but. I feel like Siege is at like a little bit of a lower tier on the esports like FPS. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, well, I would argue any Siege, the top five Siege players could eliminate any of the top SND players in Call of Duty. Maybe, but I mean, like ones on PC, ones on console, right? Or do the tournaments on Siege play PC? I'm pretty sure they do. They're mostly PC. Yeah. So, but like but you can obviously play Siege on console. I know, but if you want to become a professional player on a PC and you're gonna play a shooter, which one are you playing? Siege or COD? On PC. On PC. Wait, no, I'm not. No, don't like which game. I'm asking you right now. Like, you you're a PC player. Okay. You're gonna compete in an FPS on PC. Which one are you playing? Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that has been random names. Uh, uh, you're gonna pick CS:GO. Yeah, probably you're gonna play, play Counter Strike. Play Counter Strike. So I feel like the people like it's gonna sound shitty, but I feel like the people who don't quite like aren't quite good enough to play like professional yeah. CS:GO are kind of like let me try out Siege and become really good at Siege. I'm not saying they're bad at the game. They're probably like I would have no fucking chance. They're probably disgusting at what they do, but it is second place in their field i wonder do you think video games in general this might be the this might be the last topic because i think we're already at the two hour mark here oh we're probably at the threshold that's why i said like yeah. there's gotta be no intro man we have to talk about champs because i <laughs> was freaking out all fucking weekend i know so i just wanted this might be the last our, our last topic then i just do you think it's interesting because as far as i can tell there isn't really a racial bias when it comes to video game competition. Like, I feel like in a lot of sports, certain races have an athletic edge. What do you mean? Uh, Say it a lot. Well, for example, the Kenyans dominate in any long distance, long -distance running. running. You have, uh, for some reason, football, you, basketball, for some reason, you have a lot of like Russians and and even more even more in general just eastern europeans who dominate in physical strength i.e fighting i.e fighting wrestling grappling mm -hmm. judo stuff like that they dominate that mm -hmm. mexicans dominate baseball mm -hmm. i don't know why mexicans per se. dominicans cubans yes yep. a lot of south americans are phenomenal in soccer and europeans as well yeah, but I think they just have more experience. They've had more time with it. Mm. But 
there's just some genetic there's some genetics that have a tremendous advantage in soccer overall mm-hmm. and for some reason white people are good at hockey yeah so but like i feel like when it comes to video games you can't say one race is good at all games no because but if think- you look at the best from every game it's completely different like a lot of the league of legends people and a lot of the dota people it's asians that dominate it but i think it's because the audience is majority asian mm-hmm. like you go see their concerts you go see their tournaments and they make oh fucking they make like millions they make, of seats and they make arena. cwl look like a party in a bar yeah compared to their tournaments yeah um i think if you want me to touch on that i think that's just an accessibility thing if you live in a first world country you can play online video games right so you're gonna see and like you know it's not it doesn't take it takes this and this that's all you need to play video games but at least with video games there's no from what i can tell so far there's no genetic threshold that's going to be like there's no way you're going to be top number one on the boards because the difference between you there's no way to measure and we're also so young like competitive gaming is so young yeah we have what maybe 12 15 years under our belt how many years have we been competing in those sports you're talking about baseball's like 1920 maybe even fucking earlier soccer's been around since i don't even know how long but at least right now we're at a point where if you got the time and the accessibility you can become number one yeah whereas i feel like say in the reverse like even for myself um at 16 if i played my cards right I could have eventually have been on a pro team if I just played the same game and got better and better and better at it. Whereas I feel like if I was 16 and I was like, I want to be a soccer star. Fuck you. Good luck, homie. 16 is too late already. 16 is already too late. You you needed to be four years old. You're you're scouted in soccer uh, when you're like literally 12 or 13. That's how young it starts. Yeah, like the, 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 the coaches and the, like the the scouts and stuff, they've seen enough people come through where they fucking know by that year. The minute you pass thirteen years of age, if you're not already disgusting and being looked at, you're the and, chances of you making it are so slim. Even if you became the number one soccer player in all of Canada. You are trash compared to everybody else in the rest of the world. So you never experience it. So you literally are fucked the moment you're born in this place and you want to be a soccer star. You're pretty much fucked from the from the beginning. You are in your like as time goes on, it'll get easier. But if you were like if you're born in the eighties, yeah. It's fucking hard. Like yeah. you would ha- you would have to go to the States. You Dude. couldn't stay here. Dude, even now you can. It's very, it's it doesn't happen. I'm telling you right now, America can. and Canada would never. Sorry to make this about soccer. Sorry about that. Yeah, but, no man, way to go, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's all up, bro. It's I'm just saying. Podcast. 
U.S. and America, U.S. and Canada will never be where everybody else is because they're not interested in that. They're interested in football. They're interested in baseball. They're interested in hockey. Yeah. They don't. They don't fund. They don't put no. in the billions and billions of dollars that European countries do. That's to what make I was, soccer stars. That's what I was talking about about accessibility, though. How easy is it for us to play hockey? Insane. The shit freezes for fucking eight months of the year. Yeah. How often do you think someone in Buenos Aires is going to play hockey? Literally never. Unless they're playing NHL 19. Like video games. Yeah. But that's what I mean. The accessibility for video games. Someone in Buenos Aires can play. Someone exactly. in fucking Cuba can play. Bringing this back to so, gaming, guys. Yeah. See what we're doing there? Yeah. Literally, I, I think professionals the only thing you need stuff, to do is have an internet connection, buy a console. Yeah. That's the only thing that's stopping you from being... Uh, a competitive player in the in video games yeah if you're a competitive person with drive it, you can do something with video games yeah if you put it like if you don't think it's a waste of time and you put enough time into it you're golden if you would if you invest the kind of time that you would invest in getting good at anything literally anything you can make it in, in games yeah there's a way better chance of you doing some something in general yeah and because skills will translate yeah like if you're a top am in call of duty and all of a sudden you say fuck this i want to play halo or gears of war or whatever and you transition or jack playing minecraft and getting sick arrow shots yeah like (laughs) the skills translate yeah so i mean like yeah it takes a different variety of skills but you pick those up if you're a competitive person you're going to go okay what am i not doing that good players are doing and you're going to figure it out, fix it, adapt, change, change the way you play. And good will always be good at the end of the day. Awesome. Well, thanks and, for coming by. Homer. And on that note, boom. We're good will always be good. You heard it here first. So we're going we're gonna to probably end this right here. But uh, on the next episode, we'll talk about the franchising situation now that uh, Champs we'll is no about- more next year and what's gonna happen what's gonna happen and to what we know i don't know much yeah what's gonna happen in the car world and then maybe we'll be able to deep dive into what's gonna probably happen in our world because (laughs) there's a lot of things going on here and uh yeah matt went camping this week and we didn't even fucking ask him about it yeah not gonna ask you no it was (laughs) it was on it wasn't that exciting yeah no my weekend was fucking dope (laughs) i was sitting there like ah yeah i was pretty much uh puking this morning so oh way to go bro that's all sick i got from camping but (laughs) thank you guys so much for stopping by we'll see you on the next exciting episode of the randonate podcast peace fuck yeah bro but (laughs) thank you guys so much for stopping by um be sure to like this video share it comment please if you want to watch the previous episode uh go to where trent is going and then if you want to subscribe, press the button down over there. I just hit my mic.